Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is the author of the book, In Spite Of, and she's also host of Dope, the Dope Podcast. Ms. Erica Warren, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yes, just enjoying this beautiful Sunday. Being yeah, lazy. definitely. It's it's, it's <laughs> actually nice, right? It's um it's actually nice here today. So um, okay. I'll probably start um start on my little grill and stuff like that. Okay, what you putting on the grill? Uh, burgers and chicken. This is my first time trying chicken, so. Okay. Hope it turned out good. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> so it's, I, I met you. Um, first of all. I met you in a group you created um, mm -hmm. for podcasts. What made you to create the group? Because I'm in several other groups, and I noticed in those groups you're very limited on what, you know, what they want you to post and how they want you to interact with other people in the group. So I wanted to start my own where it was where you know the podcasters would have more creative freedom to know like not only post about your podcast and you know when you have new episodes but to kind of get conversations going about future topics that you might want to you know put on your podcast because once you get those conversations going you can actually have more to put into your discussions when you do the podcast you can actually probably find people that you want to bring on your podcast because they might have something interesting to say that you didn't think of. And um, so I wanted to be able to do that. Then I wanted to be able to bring people into the group that's not actually podcasters, but have other things to offer to be guests on, um, on podcasts so they can, you know, promote their whatever they got going on. And then that gives the podcast also access to more people to build up their platform so I thought that would be a good mix. How old is the group? It's only maybe two weeks old. Oh, wow. Okay. So I pretty much came in at the beginning, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's why I said everybody that came in, like in that first week, they're going to be the OGs of the pod squad. <laughs> Let's talk about your um, podcast. What year did you start it? I saw it that the my adult discussions with Erica, I started that um, in January. Been off of the first podcast that I created, which is called um, the Code of Sisterhood, and that's more for women to have discussions about all kinds of topics that we're not so comfortable, you know, talking with other people about. And so I then I wanted to branch off into other topics, and I wanted to get the male perspective on different. Um, you know, things that are important to us. So that's what made me create dope discussions with Erica and I brought on my co-host Gator. So every week we talk about different topics and we get the male and female perspective on those topics. Okay. Cause I, so I listened to, I'm trying to think, I think I listened to like two or three episodes, it's actually a really good podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I think a, a good podcast consists of people who are just having fun and, you know, putting out content that people really care about. As long as you're doing that, you know, you should be able to draw, you know, a crowd or an audience. You, you had one of the most interesting topics that I've seen on a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, 
<clears throat> excuse me. The topic was, does the man have a have a right or say so in a woman's an abortion? And I can't remember what your response was. What was your response? My my um, take on that topic is, um, you know, like women, as far as being able to determine if they want to go through with the pregnancy or not, they have the right to say yes or no. And in a lot of instances, if the man is not in agreement with her going through with the pregnancy and keeping the child, she still has the right to go through with that pregnancy. And then once that baby comes here, she can make him legally responsible for that child, whether he wants to be or not. So I was thinking on the other side of that, if a pregnancy happens and the man wants to keep that child and raise it, but she doesn't want to, in turn, does she also get the power to take that right away from him? And I didn't really think that was fair. So in what situation does he have any say-so over his seed coming to, onto this earth? So my, top, my take on that is that I feel like men should have some level of legal rights to whether they can, you know, uh, have a say-so if a woman wants to bring a child into this world or not. And it's not for every situation. It doesn't mean like if there's going to be a risk to her health, you know, he, he shouldn't have to override her decision to have this child. But I'm saying if they made the decision to make a baby and then she just gets to change her mind at any turn that she wants to and take that away from him, I don't think that's fair. Mm. <laughs> It was interesting, um, ironically, because I'm a man, mm -hmm. and I actually disagree with it. I know. I, I don't <laughs> think, and the reason, and the reason I don't think that he should have, he should be. I mean, I think he has a say so. Like, no, let's be clear, he has the, you know, he has the right to try to convince her and talk to her, but. I think in the end, it has to be her decision. And the reason I said that is just so, is really because she's taking the risk physically. Like, that's her body. Like, it's nothing, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, you guys couldn't come to an agreement, but at the end of the day, that's her body. So she's actually at risk. Like, women can die from marrying children. Mm -hmm. so. And they can die from having sex. Yeah, oh yeah, they can. I mean, it's just... So she didn't stop there. That's true. I just don't... I just personally wouldn't want somebody telling me what to do with my body. Me personally. Right. But, I mean, I think after a, a life has been formed, then there, that's, <laughs> that baby has to be protected as well. And it's both of theirs. Yeah. It's, it's both of theirs. So what happens, okay, so what happens if um, down the road he has a change of heart? Because that could happen. Oh, yeah, that does happen. That does happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'm saying he's legally bound as well as she is. He can't just get out of it. Just like if they make a child and he decides, you know, when he finds out she's pregnant, I don't want you to have this baby because I'm not ready to have no kids. I need you to go ahead and get this abortion. And she's like, I'm not getting no abortion. I'm going to have this baby. 
And when I have it, you gonna help me take care of it. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> the, the the thing about being a man. Your your rights can be kind of is not the best. I mean, that's just unfortunately as a man, that's just the risk you take when you lay with a woman. Like she could want to have a baby. Like you could get her pregnant. She want to have a baby. And you could be like, well, I'm not ready to be a father. But mm -hmm. you could be legally obligated to be one. Yeah. Which, I mean, not good. That's not good because the, the child needs more than your money. They, they need a relationship with their father and their mother. But I mm -hmm. mean, it's just, that's just a slippery slope. Me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have a man making that decision. Nah, not, not for somebody else's body. And that's the biggest reason because if it was just something where there wasn't any health risk involved, you know, it's just have a baby and that's it. Yeah, but it's just too many risks involved when a woman is carrying a child. I mean, she can have preeclampsia during the pregnancy. She could develop diabetes, everything. Or the child may be, you know, the child may come out physically or mentally handicapped. Now, does that man still want to be a father? Like, it's just too many variables for for a man to be able to make that decision. That's, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it it just puts it puts one person in total control of a situation and that can get dangerous when only one person has total power. That's like a dictatorship. Now I can choose I get to choose if you can be a father and I get to choose if I don't want you to be a father. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that sucks. That really sucks. It sucks for men. And and coming from a woman, that probably would not be um the most popular opinion coming from a woman's standpoint, but I see it from both sides. Oh yeah, I definitely see it from both sides, but like I said, it's just too much. Like that's just too that's just too high of a risk to make uh for for man to be able to say, you know, I I have the right to make you go through this. Like, nah, you don't have that right. You just can't. You can't have that right. Like, I now again, I don't know everything, but it's 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 hard to imagine a situation where the woman wants the child and the man wants the child, but she just says no. She just doesn't like if she wants if she wants to be a parent and he wants to be a parent, it's not a big deal. But it's just if she doesn't want to, like what kind of child is that life going? What kind of what kind of life is that child gonna have with a mother not wanting to be a mother? Like you know, he is you know that that's tough. I mean, again, I'm not. I'm not an advocate of abortion by no means. It's just, mm -hmm. I'm just, I just believe, you know, if a person make a decision, I mean, they have to live with that decision. And then again, it's just, I keep hopping on that same point, but just a man telling you what you could do with your body. Nah, that's too much. That's way too much. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I feel like it's not just her body anymore. If his seed is in her body. Mm. Uh, at, what, at what point do your seed not be your seed no more? At what point do you relinquish ownership of your seed? So you're saying that 
the child takes precedence over the woman? No, I'm not saying the child takes precedence over the woman. I'm saying in a situation where there's nothing physically wrong with this woman, she can carry this child. He wants the baby with all his heart. She decides uh, she just doesn't want it or don't want it with him. But that's still that's still partly her seed and his seed. So who has the more? Who has to? You know, is shouldn't the say so be equal and not just hers? No, that's partly his seed. No, because that's one hundred percent her body. <laughs> I, uh, well, she took that. She took his seed into her body, and she knew that was a possibility. So I, I'm just not gonna let her off the hook that easy. I mean, not even so. Even when you, even when you have a kid for, even when a woman has a kid for a man, that's still her body. At at no point does she lose control of her body. No matter how much it changes, no matter how many kids she carrying for him, that's still her body. And you mentioned that she starts out healthy, but just because you start a pregnancy healthy, don't mean you're gonna finish a pregnancy healthy. Well, well, think about this. It, it, since you can't, <laughs> you don't get it in that point. Let me put it to you like this. Okay, say for instance, because there are women who actually sign up to be surrogates for other people who can't have kids. Mm-hmm. So when those people, when she's pregnant with those people's baby, and they're waiting for her to give birth to their baby, can she? Does she still have the right in the middle of that pregnancy? To say I, I don't want to go through with this. No, because she signed paperwork. That's different. That's money. That there's a that's a business agreement. You can't compare. You can't compare <laughs> something that happened on a night to a business agreement. You just, but I'm saying if this man had legal rights and this is his seed, if he had those legal rights, then he would be able to stop her from getting rid of his child in the middle of the pregnancy. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I don't agree with it. I mean, because I see, I see the comparison. Mm-hmm. But again, she signed up for that, and money was exchanged. Like she made a legal binding agreement to do this. So that's different. Right. Like, man. So, we, we, <laughs> so, so you telling me the legal agreement? is more important than just our mutual agreement as two people getting together, making a baby, and we decide we want this child, and then you change your mind. Shouldn't her word, regardless if it's legally binding or not, shouldn't her word still stay her word? Morally, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't mix morals with, with like, binding contract. <laughs> I just can't. Like I could I could tell like I could tell you all, oh, all right, I'm gonna give you X amount of dollars to do something yeah. for me. Right. You probably would want that in writing. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you may be like, you know, I did a podcast with the guy. That's like if 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 you if I said, okay, I'm gonna pay you to be on my podcast. You you may just take me at my word and say, okay, cool. He said he gonna pay me. He gonna pay me. But if I just decide, you know what, uh, I'm not gonna pay her. You mm-hmm. don't really have any recourse to get the money. We don't have any. We didn't do any paperwork. We didn't sign anything. So morally, 
I should be obligated to pay you. But right. for, but every everything don't run by morals. That's a tough one. I the, the, <laughs> we probably could talk about this all day. But we 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 just not gonna agree on this. <laughs> but it was interesting though. I said I gotta ask her about it because I didn't really get your take on it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get your take on it because I didn't. I've heard a, a couple of your podcasts, but that one I didn't get to hear, and I kind of stayed away from it because I yeah. wanted to. I wanted to hear your opinion fresh and new on it. So okay, good. So I'm gonna go good. back and listen to it. But let's talk about <laughs> your book because you. you um, it, this is you. We, we talk. This will be what the okay. the book. Um, is this your second one or first? Yeah. This is number two. And this one is also an anthology. So it's a collection of true women's stories, testimonies. Um, they're sharing something that they've overcome in their life, some kind of challenge um, that almost took them out, but they were able to push through it and um, persevere and get to the other side. And now they feel like they want to be able to share that story with the world to inspire other women, you know, at whatever point of whatever you're going through in your life right now, if you just see it through and then you put God at the forefront, you know, you'll make it through too. So it's called in spite of it all. And I think it's 29 women in the book and we share stories ranging from um, depression, suicidal thoughts, um, losing a child, you know, having a stillbirth child, um, having your fiance murdered a few weeks before y'all were supposed to get married, um, losing a parent at a very young age and trying to navigate, navigate through life, um, life after divorce, trying to pick up the pieces after, you know, a divorce. And me personally, I share my story about the absence of my father in my life and how it affected my whole life up until my adulthood and I didn't even realize it until maybe like five years later, I just came to terms with the fact that, you know, all these years I've been um, dealing with daddy issues. And so, so many women um, are going through that same thing and they never stop and take the time to really pinpoint, you know, where that empty void is coming from. So I thought it was important for me to share that too. How, how long did this process take? Did you seek these women out? Did they seek you out? I, I sought them out. I put the word out there that I was looking for some co-authors to um, collaborate on this project and share stories of things they've overcome that they want to share. And they all came together. They contacted me and I got them in contact with my publisher and we went from there. How long was the process? Um, from January, we started in January, getting everybody together and everything was finalized, like everybody's chapter and everything that they needed to turn in was finalized on May the 1st, a few days ago. And now we're going into the, to the printing process, get ready to release. Wow, that, that sounds pretty quick on my... Mm -hmm. Every, all the women were only responsible for one chapter, so they all had uh, a thousand word chapter. Wow, I mean, just to, but to get 29 people 
to get something done that quick, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were they jumped on it real fast, and actually, we started getting so many we had to cut it off because we were like, the book is going to be too big. We we don't we can't put this many people in in one book. How many pages is the book? Um, that's. That should be what a thousand times twenty nine, so that should be close to three thousand pages. Wait, wait a minute, three thousand pages? Well, it's what I'm 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 tripping. No, not three thousand oh. pages. <laughs> I, I, I'm tripping. I'm thinking of words, not I'm thinking of words. No, um, it should be about what was my last one? If I had my other book, I would know for sure. It's probably going to be close to like 200 and some pages. Okay. I'm like, good Lord, 3,000. That's a Bible. <laughs> I had, I had 1,000 words in my mind and I was trying to uh, multiply it by. I'm like, good grief. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to read this one. <laughs> Not me neither. <laughs> my, my attention span ain't that long. No, nah, I don't think nobody's is that long. Like I said, that need to be a Bible or something. I ain't even got through the Bible yet. Me either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do a little bit every day. Yeah. What was the most difficult part of, of getting the book completed? Mm, this one wasn't pretty, wasn't really nothing difficult about it. Because um, all of the women were really, you know, excited to do the project. They were all, you know, on point. Everybody got all their stuff turned in. Um, I Nothing difficult. Okay. Let's talk about the podcast. Um, when When did you first start recording it? Uh, the dope discussions one because that should January. Yeah. We did our first episode in January of this year. Okay, and you have a you have you actually have a co-host, correct? Yeah, my co-host. He's um, his name is George Lavas. We call him Gator on the show. That's his um, nickname. And the funny thing about me and Gator is we've never met in person. We met on Facebook because he has another podcast that he does. And I was following them on their Facebook every Saturday. They were going live. And that's how I met him through Facebook. And um, then we collaborated. I asked him to be a guest on my um, Code of Sisterhood podcast. And then it went so well. I said, well, I want you to come back every week. And then I was like, it's not going to sound right to have him as my co-host on a uh podcast called the code of sisterhood <laughs> i said this for this for the sisters i can't have you on this podcast but we're gonna have to create our own so that's what made me do a uh, dope discussion oh so you you still do both yeah i still have both oh okay 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 yeah. so the, the, the sisterhood one is that is that like interviews or just you how does that one work it's more like interviews i do some solo um, I do some solo, but uh, most of the time I get other women to come on with me and we just have talks about different um, topics from, you know, childhood sexual abuse, um, divorce, um, 
being a side chick. I've had women come <laughs> on. I've had all kinds of stuff on there, so it's good. Do you have do you have difficulty getting people to open up or not at all. Not at all. They be ready. and and that's crazy what people don't understand about women is that we've been wanting people to talk to we just don't know the right people to talk to we want people who don't judge who don't you know who's not going to go back and talk negative about what we talked about so that's why i felt that um that podcast was important because when you're telling your story, I'm listening to your story like, girl, I've been through that too. Girl, I felt the same way. And it's like, I can't judge you because I feel the same way you do. I understand where you're coming from. And I, I think that's why that, you know, that was so important that women want to be on the show. Has it been difficult uh, doing two podcasts? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they're so took, different. Yeah, and I took a... um. I took a month off from the code of sisterhood to go ahead and push dope discussions. And, you know, I ended one season. So I'm getting ready to start the new season on the code of sisterhood. And I already got some stuff lined up for that. Now, how many seasons are you into the code of sisterhood? I only have one season now because I started episodes? in October. Uh, who? I don't even know. Cause I was doing an episode every week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's about what, that's like what I do. I don't do the, mm-hmm. I don't do the seasons though. I don't. And you know what? I just felt, I've started to get to the point where when I'm uploading my new episode, I'm like, which number is this? I don't know. I'm just going to put it in here. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't count mine. I don't, I, I just put them up. Like, I don't, like somebody asked me, they was like, how many you have? I'm like, I, I don't know. I I just put them up every week. (laughs) I think I'm, I think I'm getting close. I may be getting close to a hundred though. Okay. Because you're going to have to do, uh, you're going to have to do like your hundred episode celebration or bash or something. That mean I got to go back and count all. Gotta go back and count. <laughs> yeah, go back and count and figure out how many. Cause I took I took a break, so I like it wasn't a break that it wasn't a break that I wanted to take. Yeah. What was happening was I was doing them in person, but that was getting to be too hard. Just trying to get on people's schedule, and mm-hmm. you know, then I have to go to their house, and or they, you know, one came yeah. to my house, one I went to his house. You know, it's hard enough just doing it on the internet. Exactly. Getting people to coincide with, with your schedule and stuff. Yeah. And so I just said, you know what? I'm just going to go straight, strictly internet. So I started my first two episodes I did, I met up with the guys. And then after that, I just, they, I just started doing them all, um, all online using Zoom. So. Exactly. And that's the way to go, especially right now. Social distance. And you have so you you said you haven't even met your co-host. No, and the crazy thing is that he is I'm I live in Louisiana. He's from Louisiana, but he moved to Atlanta. That's where he lives now. But he does come back and visit Louisiana every now and then because he got family and his son is here. But the last time we were going to meet in person, um I was our schedules didn't match up. So we still haven't met in person yet, but 
<laughs> yeah, we talk to each other every day on the internet, and it's like we know each other. That is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's crazy because it's unbelievable, but it's but it's not because that's the world we live in now. Yeah, you just can build a good rapport with people on the internet. Like I've, I've actually had people listen to the podcast, and they thought we were in the room together. I did. I thought y'all were in the, when you. That's why when you told me y'all never met, I was like, huh. <laughs> So shout out to y'all internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Man, that's that's pretty impressive. And, and y'all mm-hmm. got, I think y'all got, y'all got about at least what eight episodes, something like that. Yeah, about no, no, we got more than that. We got fourteen, I think. Oh, okay. When mm-hmm. is when is the season? When is this? Are you guys? You guys doing that one seasonal too? No. Nah. I just stopped counting. Okay, so it's not going to be season one and all that stuff. Mm-mm. Okay. How long? How? What is the? What is the? Um, where do you see the podcast going? Um, I I just see it going. I'm I'm every day. I want to make sure that I get new new listeners, new followers, um, and that's why I wanted to start the group as well because. Now I get to meet new people, new podcasts. I'm being guests on other podcasts. We brought guests on ours. Um, I'm moving to the point now where, you know, it started out with just me and Gator, but now it's like every week we have a guest on the show. Um, and I have guests mapped out, you know, up until four weeks ahead now. People wow. want to be on the show. So, um, you know, the name is getting out there and people want to be on the show. So I just see it to continue to grow. I've been submitting the podcast to other um, networks. Um, I just submitted it to this radio station. So I just want to make, I want it to grow as big as it can, get our names out there, and then we can promote other things that we got going on and just see how far it goes. Well, I want to take this time to thank you for being humble enough to do my podcast. I truly appreciate it. I appreciate you inviting me. I'm I'm never gonna uh, turn down an invitation, <laughs> especially for a good conversation. You gave me a good debate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna agree, but it was a healthy conversation. <laughs> now let's yeah. make sure we make make sure we tell the people how they can um, follow you before you before you get out of here. Y'all can follow me on Instagram. My handle is e underscore class one hundred. You can follow me on Facebook, which is Erica Warren, um, or my office page, which is author Erica Warren. And I do want to put out there that we do, we're starting to do the podcast live now every Sunday at 6.30 Central Standard Time. Um, So we're going to be live today at 6.30. If you want to catch us live today, we're going to be talking about the emotional roller coaster of love and how some men come in hot, then they go cold, and then <laughs> hot again, then they go cold. <laughs> Man, I might have to check that one out. Yeah, it's going to be good. And we got a, uh, um, an author on there. His name is Journeyman Bell. He wrote a book called um, Catch 23. He's talking about 23 attributes of men that you want to stay away from. Mm, okay. Yeah. 
I actually heard him. I heard him on um, Speak Up Sis podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's coming back for part two. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I want to thank you for your time and I wish you all the best with both podcasts and your book. Thank you. You too. And you enjoy the rest of your Sunday and let me know how them, uh, how them burgers and that chicken turn out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Um, thank you to my sponsors, First Gen Fly and Chain Entertainment. And a special thank you to all my listeners that take the time to listen to the podcast. Y'all have a great day.